Hello, you're listening to This Renewable Life. Hi, I'm Chris Orzeski. And I'm Tiger Lagan. And we're interns working on policy and media at Renew Missouri. Renew Missouri, as many of you may know, is a non-for-profit based in Columbia. Our mission is to transform Missouri into a leading state in both energy efficiency and renewable energy by 2016. So this is an update for our supporters to explain the importance of Pope Francis's encyclical and to incite action on an individual and communal level. On this week's Renewable Life, we'll be talking about the, the recent encyclical by Pope Francis. So what is an encyclical? Right. It's, it's kind, of a, kind of an unusual word, but encyclicals are just letters sent out by the Pope to bishops around the world as a call to action. Now, this one marks the 15th encyclical since the turn of the century and only the second issued by Pope Francis. So they're not, they're not just your everyday kind of documents. Previous encyclicals covered important topics ranging from abortion, peace, modernity, moral theology, and individualism. So they're like an executive order, save for important matters? More or less, yeah. I mean, they're, they're the second most impactful Vatican communication technique behind papal constitutions. When, when an encyclical goes out, all Catholics are supposed to listen. Pope Francis's encyclical about protecting Mother Earth is entitled Laudato Si. What does Laudato Si mean? Well, it means praise be to you, and it calls for us to look at our current lifestyle choices. So our consumption and our, and our general usage of resources, and to make changes to reflect the realities of climate change. So, for example, to limit power consumption, to recycle, to avoid non-reusable products, to carpool, and to move to more sustainable energy sources. Yeah, I also saw it warns against grave consequences for not changing. That's right. Um, one of the lines from the Pope's encyclical was, if present trends continue, this century may well witness extraordinary climate change and an unprecedented destruction of the ecosystems with serious consequences for all of us. This would mean a rise in sea level, that would create extremely serious situations, especially considering that a quarter of the world's population lives on or near a coast. Right, right. And I mean, that's, that's a far cry from previous Pope, uh, Pope statements on this. That's pretty blunt to the point. He also said, uh, he cited, that is, the passage from the Bible, God gave us dominion over the world from Genesis and relates that as such to mean that we, as denizens of the earth, are its shepherds. Yeah, and um, I see it's also a pretty nonpartisan message for all people of all backgrounds. He states that this encyclical is meant for dialogue for everybody because we live in a common home. It doesn't seem like he's just coming at this point for just Catholics. Yeah, and that's very important. That's one of the best that's one of the reasons that responses have been so strong to this, and there really have been many positive ones. For example, Reverend James Johnson Jr., the Bishop of Springfield, Cape Girardeau, say that living in the Missouri Ozarks, we can appreciate more than most Americans the great gift God gave humanity and creation, and as such, he reiterates that Christians should be highly disturbed that we're degrading God's creation. From that perspective, it creates kind of a moral obligation. Reverend 
Ken and Sally Bingham, the founder of Interfaith Power and Light, which is a faith-based organization across 39 states devoted to coordinating and educating local congregations on climate change, said, I believe this is the potential game changer we've been hoping for. I really think it will change enough minds to get a critical mass we need to get our house in order and to cut greenhouse emissions. Right, right. And that that bipartisan and non-discriminatory in terms of faith, that message is incredibly important and part of the reason it's been such a big talking point, this encyclical. Now, Interfaith Power and Light and the Catholic Climate Covenant have created the Climate Action Kit with tools on taking action and starting a religious conversation on climate change. And if you're interested, that can be found at interfaithpowerandlight.org. That's I-N-T-E-R-F-A-I-T-H P-O-W-E-R-A-N-D-L-I-G-H-T dot O-R-G. And the local Missouri chapter can be found at M-O-I-P-L dot org. That one's one's a lot easier to spell. Fun fact, Renew Missouri helped to create the Missouri chapter of Interfaith Power and Light. Keep that one in mind. Yeah, and uh, another way to show the bipartisan message of the encyclical is that the Evangelical Environmental Network and over 300 rabbis have all backed the Pope's message. This is huge support coming from around the country, from different religious groups, not just Catholics. So what are we supposed to take from this now? Well, on an individual level, it's clear what Francis is asking us to do, just to be conscientious in our everyday life about the ways that we can help the climate crisis, to examine our energy usage and limit our consumption to avoid plastic and paper products to turn off unnecessary lights to carpool to recycle just all those sorts of things that we can do on an individual basis yeah and the brookhaven national laboratory states that two people who carpool every day could save up to three thousand four hundred dollars a year and cut their greenhouse emissions in half wow and then the energy saved from recycling just a single aluminum can can charge a TV for three hours. That's crazy. That's like a whole half of a binge-watching session. Pope Francis also proposes that we should take a step back and reflect on our technology use and make sure that we're using it in a conscious way and not in ways that are detrimental to the world around us. Right. And we need to all come to the table to discuss the issues that are facing our world today. Regardless of creed, regardless of affiliation, it's important for everybody to keep this in mind. And the encyclical is the catalyst that we must use to bring everyone together to help push for a greener world. Especially here in Missouri, with our great potential for renewable resources. Yeah, and if we use our state's natural renewable resources like solar and wind we could potentially offset 100% of our own energy needs. That'd be huge for the state of Missouri. We decided to point out the encyclical because it's always good to keep up on international issues, especially when they can impact Missouri. Absolutely. So again, we are Renew Missouri. Our website is at renewmo.org. That's R-E-N-E-W-M-O.org. And we'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line, like us on Facebook. That's Facebook slash RenewMo. Send us an email at info at RenewMo.org and tell us your story. Yeah, you, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Tiger? It's fun time. Ooh, yeah, it is. All right. All right. What, what do we have for them today, Tiger? So here's your question. When was the Missouri branch of Interfaith Power and Light established? 
Wow. I'm okay. That's a good one. I, you know, Renew Missouri actually helped found the Missouri branch of Interfaith Power and Light. So that's a bit of a hint for you. It's sometime between 2008 and now. So yeah, if you think you know the answer, contact us. And if you're right, we'll give you a shout out on the next podcast. Well, we'll talk to you next time. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you.